Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. New edition of Oilers Now, 5 to 7. Reed Wilkins will have inside sports tonight at 7 o'clock. Reed will join us late in this hour. We'll also have uh, Rob Brown on the show, but uh, we'll remind you, Oilers Now, brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan Escott at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two D's. Uh, we'll head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, and welcome back to the show for our friends at Wild Factor Desserts. For a limited time, try their Harvest Pumpkin Cheesecake, just one of the handcrafted creations that Wild Factor brings to your table. Visit wildfactordesserts.com today we welcome back a guy who's had a very similar career trajectory uh to jeff jackson who joined us in the first 45 minutes he started his own agency up octagon after he finished playing in the national hockey league uh later became the general manager of the tampa bay lightning worked for several years uh for the nhl network he's been a friend of the show for the last few years and he's back on board for another year uh doing some consulting work at this time we welcome back brian lawton hello brian how are you doing I am doing terrific, and by chance, Jeff and I were teammates in Quebec a long time ago. Yeah, he talked about so congratulations to Jeff. Yes, uh, and and I guess you know we had you on when the announcement was made that day, uh, and I guess the first question because you went into Tampa Bay and you were a bit of a surprise. In, in I think it's fair to say, I mean. I don't know how many people had your name out there as the potential GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning. If I recall, when you told the story before, you didn't have a lot of history with either Len Berry or uh, Oren Kulis. To this day, I think you're still great friends with Oren. Um, And Jeff sort of it flew under the radar screen, and then boom, at least amongst the media, on August the 3rd, suddenly he's he's a guy uh, that's taken over an Oilers organization. It's funny how those things work out. He made a fairly quick move, moving Tyler, you know, mutually, you know, the Oilers mutually part ways of Tyler Wright and hiring Rick Pracy as the head amateur scout. Did you make moves quickly when you became the GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning? I did not, not nearly as quickly. There are some moves that are inherent as people... You know, I started literally at the end of June. Uh, It was a bit of a surprise. It wasn't a surprise to me. I had talked to the guys for over a month about it. So, you know, I felt like it was going to happen. But when it finally did happen, it was literally right before free agency. Most of the staff was hired. There were a few people that didn't have contracts that weren't extended. And uh, a lot of those people ended up moving on because they were nervous. They didn't know who was going to take over and nobody had authority. But yes, that was a quick decision or a quick move by Jeff. I think it was a well thought out one. I did get a chance to speak with Jeff. He's got a very detailed vision of what he wants 
for this club in terms of his role and how he's going to be able to effectuate change. And uh, that's for him to share, not for me to talk about, but uh, he's pretty dialed in. He obviously knows a lot about the Edmonton Oilers as his top client, Connor McDavid, was there, is there, and hopefully will be there in the future. So uh, I just think it was a great hire, and I'm excited for Jeff. But uh, it was a little bit different than how I started in Tampa. Yeah, uh, well, it is interesting uh, because, you know, t- I believe Tyler might have had another year left in the deal. Uh, but he and he talked, uh, you know, I mean, I think we all know Tyler Wright has had a history with Ken Hall, and that, too, um, was pretty interesting. I, I got to ask you this. I brought something up in the interview with Jeff about where the Oilers, I personally believe, have had success drafting. It's a, look, they're a Western Canadian team, WHL. Uh, the OHL, they've had a lot of great players, including arguably two of the greatest of all time. We're watching one of them right now. His name is Connor McDavid, but Wayne Gretzky was out of the OHL. Success in Sweden, in Finland. Maybe a little bit more success, I think, with Minnesota area players and maybe Boston area players. Uh, more success with Swedes and Finns who were drafted, and, and maybe not quite as much success with Russian players. Is that something like, not that you ever want to prejudice against where a kid's from in a draft year or when you're sitting there maybe dra- you know looking at an un- unsigned player, but do organizations need to look at those sort of things, in your opinion, Brian, as a guy who's been in those roles? Absolutely. You need to look at everything. You need to understand. I mean, obviously analytics is the rage right now. The others make a couple moves in that direction as well, which I think is great for them. But you have to look at everything. All you're doing is trying to get an eighth of an inch advantage. Everybody's so good on the other teams now that, you know, you're not going to completely pull the wool over anyone's eyes. But if you can just gain an eighth of an inch advantage, it's often the difference. It certainly was the difference last year for Vegas in winning the Stanley Cup. Um, But that's it. That's the game now. You've got a lot of competent people running teams. You've got teams like Edmonton recognizing that, a part of your competitive advantage can be the ability to not just have a GM, but to have a GM and a president. And when you get everybody working on all cylinders, I think it's really powerful. Um, I'm excited. I think these are really positive changes for the Oilers. I think the owner recognizes that he has a championship caliber club, and now he's probably somewhat anxious that he wants to see that materialize. Yeah. doesn't work on anyone's schedule, but they're making all the right decisions. They're using all of the assets they can, uh, and they're moving in the right direction. I think it's going to be a great year for Edmonton. Yeah, and it should be stated, Ken Holland is GM. The Oilers have had the eighth best record in the league. You're very good friends with Dave Tippett. He helped this process along. Jay Woodcroft, since becoming the head coach, has had the second best record in the National Hockey League with the Oilers Hockey Club. Um you said something about Vegas. Is it? Can you say Vegas? I mean, ultimately, Vegas won Game Five and Game Six against the Oilers in games in which Edmonton outshot Vegas seventy-five to fifty-three. That's hockey. But did they win that series in the margins? And is that you know you referenced Daryl Cates, the owner of the Oilers? Does making a move like this and uh, Jeff just stated he wants best of class in every area? Is that one of the ways that you can maybe? tighten up the margins between a Stanley Cup champion and a Stanley Cup contender. It is. It is. It's not good enough to have two of the best centers in the NHL to win a Stanley Cup now. It's just not. You've got to look at your team, categorize it, 
work on each one of the areas. Some people look at it as, you know, their top three lines. Some people look at it as their top two lines and their bottom. doesn't matter how you look at it, but you have to understand the matchups that are going to happen and how you can win each one of them. Not just your first line, second line, third line, fourth line, or your first pair, second pair, but you've got to be able to show when push comes to shove that you're better than the other team in those areas. And I felt like Vegas, to be fair to them, they were. They couldn't match the top-end players, although they had a lot of players that played tremendous in the playoffs, but they weren't as good as Edmonton's top two players. doesn't matter. It's a team game. You've got to win it in the margins. Vegas did that. They took advantage of it. They're Stanley Cup champions. They'll be raising a banner soon. I think a team like Edmonton, especially the players that see what happened, I think that leaves a mark on them that drives you forward. And that's why I'm optimistic about them. A lot of teams that go on and have good runs, Bob, they don't generally do it when everybody expects them to. It takes time. We saw that with Colorado. Uh, We saw that with Tampa. If you think about, you know, they played against Chicago in 15 before they finally ripped off three finals in a row, two championships. Uh, you got to let things matriculate, but the timing is perfect for Edmonton now to take that next step. Uh, Brian Lawton is joining us for our friends at Wow Factor Desserts. For a limited time, try their Harvest Pumpkin Cheesecake, just one of the handcrafted creations that Wow Factor brings to your table. Visit wowfactordesserts.com. Uh, Boy, it's been uh, it's been a little bit quite... i got to ask you this, and it's a little bit of a tough question. I asked Frank Saravalli this multiple times during the summers. We have not heard anything about the 2018 Canadian World Junior Team. A lot of people thought, you know, the league, uh, Bill Daly briefly, you know, said the league's investigating what occurred there. Of course, we know that Hockey Canada ended up uh, shelling out some money. Um, There was an NDA signed during this course. No players to this point have uh, been officially named or suspended. I mean, you look at the National Football League, and uh, sometimes I think Roger Goodell... Uh, I mean, he, he carries a, a. They're not afraid to suspend their players. And Brian, at the end of the day, we're all here because of this, the 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 players. Uh, they have a very specific protocol in the National Football League. It, it, do you think it's TBA involving uh, the 2018 team, or do you think they're just allowing uh, the legal process to 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 run its course through the London Police and that sort of thing? Uh, In my opinion, I think there's been a very strong evolution for the NHL. If you go back when I was a player in the late 80s, you know, a lot of times it was just speed. Let's just get something out there right away. You know, then it turned into just, let's just get it right. And you hear this about just penalties and games. Well, now I think it's a combination of the two. It does feel like it's dragging on to some people, but when you involve the legal process, it's just going to take longer. NHL is most interested in getting it right. I believe they're very interested in getting quick answers, but not too quick that it jeopardizes coming up with the right decision before anything happens. And I think that's all that's going on right now. I would expect something um, maybe not imminent, but certainly in the next 90 to 120 days. Wow. All right, Brian, I'm going to put you on the spot for the final question, and that pertains to, uh, uh, you know, the Oilers' draft capital. Uh, They used two first-round picks to acquire Matias Ekholm. I think it made a significant upgrade to the team. I don't think there's any debate about that. 
you're you're in uh, Jeff Jackson and Ken Holland's shoes. You have any uh, concern about trading away the number one in 2024 and the number one in 2025 uh, if you can get a player with some term? Um, no concern about putting that asset in play in a in the salary cap world. If they do end up moving that asset, it feels like the right move for where they're at in their cycle of having a chance to win Stanley Cups. I'd be more surprised if they didn't utilize it. Whether or not you can make a deal is another story, but I just can't imagine a world where a guy like Ken Holland, who's potentially in his last year with the club, right, and not, and I'm not saying that because Ken doesn't want to, uh, because the club wouldn't want Ken to continue on. Um, but I'm saying that out of a gut feel that he may not continue on of his own choice, regardless of whether they win a Stanley Cup or not. Um, I find it possible that that could actually happen, that they could win and he could decide to not come back. Um, that'll be interesting to watch it play out. But because of that backdrop, I believe Jeff Jackson is all in. Ken Holland is all in. The players on this club are all in. And they're going to turn over every stone and put every asset in play that they have to to get to the Stanley Cup final. And then they'll figure out if they can win it from there. But you got to get there first. And you got to rack that all back. And this is Jay's job. I'll try to get the guys focused on you got to get to the playoffs before you can win the Stanley Cup championship. Yeah. And you got to go through the process. And it can be painful for teams. It can feel really slow for teams that are where they're at. Um, but there's no shortcuts around that. And I expect them to go through the process and come up with the right answers along the way. Brian, we look forward to having you on Oilers Now every Tuesday, courtesy of our friends at Wild Factor Desserts. Thank you for joining us on Oilers Now today. They haven't come out with it yet, but when Wild Factor Desserts does try the Texas sheet cake, I've been working closely with Colin over there. It's fabulous. I've had a couple test runs of it. Don't miss it. Awesome stuff. Much appreciated. Thanks a lot, Brian. It is. Uh, Thank you, Bob. You bet. It is six nineteen in Edmonton. When we come back, uh, we're going to get to our Oilers now audio vault. A comment from uh, Ron McLean and Brendan Escott and myself are going to get to a couple texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. This is Oilers now. David and the Oilers are the show right now. A lot of folks think the Vegas series last year was the Stanley Cup, and I wouldn't argue with them. Uh, they're, they're poised, uh, you know that, to, to have a great uh, run here for the next couple of years. They're, they're just absolute... Uh, you know, pay for the price of admission to watch. So I always uh, bemoan the fact last year they had matinees on Saturdays and we wouldn't get them on the Saturday night for Hockey Night in Canada, which was a killer for us because it's the greatest show in town. But yeah, good for them. And uh, as far as the upcoming season, we start with uh, Connor Bedard in Montreal, which I, I always feel, Bob, like the uh, the best coming out party stage is Montreal. That's where we saw Gretzky for the first time. Really what he could do was the World Junior Championship in 1978 and Crosby hit the water bottle and Jose Theodore and won it in a shootout in Montreal. So that'll be a neat part of the opening night. The Oilers play the Canucks both on the Wednesday and the Saturday. Uh, so that's how we start with the Oilers on hockey night. But really lots of anticipation for, for the year. 
That is Ron McLean. He is going to join us a week from Thursday, every Thursday on Oilers Now for Century Casino. Uh, that's our direct workwear, Oilers Now Audio Vault. Excited to announce that their women's only workwear store now open, located four doors north of their direct workwear location on Gateway Boulevard. Find out more at womensworkwear.ca. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Kellen Kennedy with you. 623 in Edmonton. Guests in the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Book your celebration for the census at jvedmonton.ca. We head off to the River Crew, or sorry, to the Ashley Fine Floors text line, but not before I challenge you right now. There's a video surfacing with Chris Jericho in the Edmonton Oilers dressing room. So our trivia question today for our friends at Pro-Am Sports is who, which former NHLer is Chris Jericho's father? And he once fought Larry Robinson. And it didn't go well for Chris Jericho's dad. He's still alive. That's the good news. But Chris Jericho, mammoth star in uh, in wrestling circles. Uh, two, the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Let's bring aboard Brendan Escott. What do you got, Brendan? There's a lot of love here uh, from the loyal listeners to 630 Chad. Uh, just loading the page. Well, Stoff, I didn't think I was going to be able to listen to you in this time slot. But here I am. First day even. That's from Bill. Uh, Cracker Jack says, wow, finally get to listen after work. Seems weird, Bobby. Enjoy the new time slot. Roadhammer is uh, is munching some data out in BC, but he says, welcome to prime time. AJ from St. Thomas. The new time slot's going to make it uh, more easy for me to listen live. Interested in your opinion, AJ says, uh, on the Pittsburgh Penguins starting their own regional coverage network. Oh, well, uh, the Oilers had a, a thing called Oilers Plus. Uh, there's a year left in the Sportsnet deal. Sportsnet did a significant deal a year ago with the Vancouver Canucks, who have now missed the playoffs seven of the eight last eight seasons. You know, the Oilers have got the second best English-speaking television numbers in the National Hockey League. And, uh, oh, by the way, uh, which NHL team, Brendan Escott, has the most appearances on U.S. national television networks this year? They figured it out. They're putting the Oilers in prime time. It's this simple. The Oilers are the most exciting team in the league. They led the league in goals. I, I know there's some fans that don't actually like the Edmonton Oilers that listen to this show. We take that as a credit. We, we think we're, we're, we're providing a good enough product with the caliber of our guests and the booming wattage that we have, 50,000. Where we got a lot of people that are jacked up on the team, but some and, and there's even some haters out there, and that's going to happen. Uh, you can text us seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Chris Jericho's father is which former NHLer? And the correct answer is Brendan Ted Irvine, and he was a second line player for the New York Rangers, and early in Larry Robinson's time with the Montreal Canadiens, Larry got him strung out. And it did not go well for Mr. Irvine. And I'll never forget when uh, Mark Messier squared up with Larry. Mark had the stick uh, loaded and cocked back behind his head because he did not want to fight uh, Larry Robinson out on the ice, in the open ice, because the big bird had done a number on Dave Schultz. And by the time Messier came in the league six years later, uh, you weren't fighting Larry. Larry had that size at six foot three, six foot four. Um, Brendan, Larry's a big believer in lefty-righty defense pairings. And I, I bumped into Philip Broberg today, and there's a, I'm going to be very intrigued to see Matthias Eckholm helped grow Evan Bouchard. Uh, let's put it this way. Last year, it was McLeod and really over the last two playoff years, McLeod and Bouchard, Brendan. Mm-hmm. They've been the guys that have taken... Now it's time for Holloway and Broberg. 
And the thing for Broberg, he might have to do it on the right side. Yeah, and, and that's um, a lot of what Cam and I talked about in that final week there is how the D pairing is is going to shake down. And when you think about the mentorship opportunity available for Ekholm and Broberg, that's a huge, huge advantage that you could have. But that means that one of them is going to have to play the right side. And to me, that's Broberg. That makes the most sense. There we go. All right, cars cost less than Wetasco and Brent Ridge Ford and Wetasco and well-known for their top-shelf service department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle you can call uncle milt rich johnny and let the team at brent ridge ford make you a repeat customer 780-352-6048 brent ridge ford is your ford truck authority on the auto mile keep texting us on the ashley fine floors text line i want to mention to you trent brown was almost super happy yesterday almost the Elks, what were they up by, Brendan? Like 15 points at going into the Yeah, squandering a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter. Wow. Uh, the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Jim Brown, Trent Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. They'll hook you up. Proud supporters of the Edmonton Oilers. Hey, how about the Edmonton-based uh, University of Alberta Golden Bears football team pounding the Calgary Dinos? Uh, quite convincingly, I think the score was 33-9 to on Friday night down in Calgary. Trent, of course, a former Golden Bear and Edmonton Elk player. Rob Brown at 635, but not before we go off to a global news weather traffic update with James Dunn.